There will not be a bobblehead, a special poster, any other type of Heisman Trophy promotion coming out of Ohio State. They have a national championship to win, and if they do, they figure the rest of the individual accolades will follow. That's the takeaway from the Tuesday Ryan Day press conference. This is a Wednesday edition of the Spielman and Hooley We Tackle Life podcast. I'm Bruce Hooley. Mr. Chris Spielman sitting right beside me, and I'm not surprised by their answer. Focus has been an issue for the program the last couple of years, Chris, so uh, to talk about Heisman and stuff would deviate from the plan, and Ryan Day always talks about the plan to win, and the plan to win is to stay focused on the task at hand. I uh, have more confidence in this team to achieve that goal about staying focused than I've had in any Ohio State team in a long time mm-hmm. because I haven't seen weakness or warning signs of a letdown. Now, that being said, um, I do want to preface it with saying there's still 18 18- the 21 or 22 year old guys Correct. playing yeah. the game. And so they're certainly capable of not being there mentally. However, when you look at this team and, and the, uh, the unity that they have in all these great players, but they're unselfish players and they play with such a common goal and they play so hard and they play smart and they play fast. And uh, that's a credit to Ryan day, uh, Jeff Halfley, Greg Madison, everybody else on that staff to be able to let these guys, especially on the defensive side, play without thinking. Thought brings hesitation. Hesitation brings embarrassment. And these guys have uh, executed at a high level. They understand where their gaps are. They fill their gaps. And they've been outstanding in tackling all year. Just wonderful to watch. It's just uh, it's it's amazing to me. And, and I told you about the conversation on Monday that I had with uh, Dennis Todd. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, Dennis was even saying there, there's not a team like this in college football. And so that's not to say they were going to get beat. But I will say this, by the end of the year, and if they lose one, uh, I think we can say, or I'm going to say, this is the best Ohio State team that I've seen. Yeah, I I can't. You're not there yet. I, I get can't it. say that because you got to win a national championship for them. Yeah, you have to win a national championship for sure. Um, and also because I just think. Um, it's a little bit like the LeBron Jordan conversation. Yeah, it's just a conversation yeah, that, that I don't want to have because how do you compare 1968 to 2019? So, and uh, the one thing that bugged me yesterday was I heard um, uh, someone who works for one of these Ohio State centric sites mm-hmm. talk about how oh, this defense is the best, without a question, the best defense they've ever had. And I'm like, you know, pretty good. I I get that in ni- that you don't have any recollection because he's a young guy. He doesn't have any recollection of 1973. And I don't really have a recollection of 1973, except I looked at the numbers. They had three consecutive shutouts, four shutouts in five games. They gave up seven points in a five-game stretch. They gave up 64 points all season. This team's given up 63 points already. So, you know, I just say that because... That's a different era offensively. They didn't spread spread you out sideline to sideline and vertically and all that. I get it. I'm just saying, how do I bridge that gap? Baseball, because of statistics, and there's a certain sameness, not a 100% sameness, but a certain sameness to statistics in baseball that you can compare across eras in baseball better than you can in football or basketball. But the thing that bugged me about what this young man said yesterday was, 2002 wasn't that far away. And... 
that defense in 2002 won them the national championship That's true. and was, was chock full yes. of NFL players. Mike Doss, Will Allen, Matt Wilhelm. A defensive line that I think was the best defensive line Ohio State's ever had. This one mm-hmm. may prove better. But you're talking about Kenny Peterson, Simon Frazier, Will Smith, Tim Anderson, I mean, Darian Scott. That was the best defensive line I've ever seen That's at Ohio close, State. Yeah. And so I just can't get there yet because I have, and I know you have, a great respect, a great respect, well-founded for the re- tradition of Ohio State football. So just because I say somebody is so great doesn't diminish the greatness of no. anybody that preceded them. I I I will say this. Um, I I can go with it's not maybe not the best team because it's the Jordan Lebron thing the argument right? Yeah, they're you both go, great. What's your type? You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> that's that right. goes back to what's your type. However, I do think I can say with great confidence that it's the most talented team from the 85th man to the first man. I would agree with that. On the roster. I would agree that's with that. What I'm, that's what I guess what I'm trying to say. Now, when you have the most talented team in Ohio State history, then what should be at the end of the rainbow, the ultimate goal within any school or organization is to win the championship, whatever that's the national championship, the Super Bowl, or in high school, a state championship. That's what you're... Uh, shooting for and I think these guys are certainly capable but I am just amazed uh, I, and again Bruce every week I go to some uh, go to a place and these guys are asking me about Ohio State players and you know for somehow they think I, I live over at the Woody Hayes yeah. that I know everybody personally you know yeah. I, I don't well, so you're closer to it than they are but they know they that I do watch closely and hear things all the time and you know, that's the other cool thing about this team, right? Have we ever heard have we heard anything from off field stuff? Not one thing. Not not a peep. Not one right? thing. No, they're focused. They're so, a focused team all Well, I think the they're focused, but I think it's a you know, that comes from strong leadership. That's not necessarily a head coach is part of it, but when guys get in trouble or stay out of trouble, um, that's a strong leadership from your top players. Yep. And your 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 best players, if they're your best leaders, you got a heck of a chance, and you can say, "Well, you know, if it happens in college, it was a kid as a mistake." Guess what? The Minnesota Vikings were on a tear, four games in a row, and rolling. Correct? Mm-hmm. Two over the weekend. Coach Zimmer, I don't know if you read about this on on ProFootballTalk.com. Two guys got popped for DUIs. Oh boy! Now, how is that even possible? Of over now, now they were they were there were backups, but it's still it's it's an NFL team, yeah. and backups are vital because there's not many guys that are yeah, but they're not indispensable. They should know they're <laughs> they should know they're not indispensable. Well, I just don't. I mean, I don't understand the decision making process. Even in the NFL, like in the NFL, teams have first of all they give you an Uber account, they give you a Lyft account. It's not like you can't afford one yourself. Correct. But we're giving you one. <clears throat> you know what else they have? They have a service. That will come pick you, you up, up if you're in, pick yeah. your car up, drive your car to your driveway, drive your drive you home, get you in your apartment, and if necessary, tuck you in. And still, these guys continue to to screw it up. Yeah. No excuses. No excuses. No, there's none. Now you mentioned uh, watching closely, and your great players have to step up and lead. Uh, last night was Game Six of the World Series, and we don't spend a lot of time on baseball, but there was a classic example of that Anthony Rendon of the Nationals, hit a uh, home run after his team got an egregious call. Uh, here is how it sounded. It's our Flashes of Fun, picture-perfect play of the day. 
He was there with one out, now there with two out. And Rendon shoots one in the left. Back at the wall, it is gone! Anthony Rendon! And the lead is three here in the seventh inning for the Nationals. It's 5-2. Now, that's what a leader does. He steps up after his team a takes player. a tough call. He's a no really, idea. really good player. I thought you'd enjoy this story just because his team just got a horribly, badly uh, adjudicated umpire's call at first base where it was a they called a guy out for being inside the baseline. I don't know where he's supposed to be because the right. base is inside the baseline. But he steps up and hits a home run and delivers his team. He's a Houston kid, Anthony Rendon. Wow. He played at TCU, okay. and he's taken apart the Houston Astros in the World Series. But that's what leaders do, and that's our flashes of fun picture perfect play. Is of the it three day. to three now? It is three to three now. Game seven tonight. Will you watch game seven? I will. Okay. I actually will yeah, game watch sevens game sevens are cool. Yeah. Yeah, because every pitch means so that's much. Right. Yeah, every error, every misthrow, uh a foul ball that just went foul that could have been extra bases yep. down the third baseline. It's probably the only baseball game that I will watch and sit down and watch it from first inning to last inning. Chance uh, it, to watch history. Yeah, and I'm happy for Fox. You think I know it's not been the most highly rated World Series. No, it but, hasn't. Two tough but it, markets. But a, but a good game seven should get a pretty good number. For, they're getting me, the casual viewer, right. or the less than casual viewer tonight. So I'm sure there'll be others that uh, fall under the same categories I do. Uh, in some respects, history will be made. The same could be said of uh, your student who's having their senior pictures taken. It's a once-in-a-lifetime moment, but you don't have to invest four figures to get great senior pictures. Flashes, oh, fun, will make it happen. Uh, pet pictures, a unique gift. you got somebody that's having a birthday. You don't want to get flowers, candy, same old thing, guys. I know you're always looking for a unique idea for a gift idea. How about a photo shoot? And trust me, we won't spend a whole lot more than you'd spend on all the flowers and candy and delivery and all those kinds of things. Flashes of Fun, book online. Flashesofun.com. Save 50 bucks when you book online with flashesofun.com. I think you should get Flashes of Fun out to the golf course today where you're playing Sherry in one-on-one uh, -on -one battle. We're having a pleasant birthday celebration <laughs> date day together day today. We don't need it documented in photos. No, why? It's a, it's For a, one thing, my kids have prevailed upon me to wear a jaunty little Payne Stewart type cap. I don't know what jaunty means. Uh, sporty, English-style driving cap. Are you cap. wearing that? My, it was my father's cap okay and my kids all saw right. well, it you and took said, all dad you, you, you just... should wear that i took all the starch out of your shot <laughs> you at me did. didn't i yes my late well, father's yeah, cap yeah. go ahead let me have it your weight world world war ii veteran yeah. father's cap. i can't That's go right. anywhere with that right. thanks with, i appreciate with, with that no fingers Boy, on one hand yeah you're really cutting the legs out from under yeah. me there bruce if you take that away from me i set you up big time well i mean time. i'm sure that you'll beat sherry because obviously males are superior golfers if <laughs> To females, right? <laughs> Not in this family. <laughs> Not in this family. No? Not under this roof. Oh, what, she's really good. Is she playing from the Reds? Uh, most likely, Is she yes. upstairs? She is upstairs. Is she making my coffee? <laughs> <laughs> if you want her to, I'm sure she would. She's a sacrificial giver. Oh. <laughs> Just kidding, Sherry. Uh, all right. Andy Dalton's thrust in the situation to be a sacrificial giver. He's been the Bengals quarterback for years and years and years. Took him to five straight playoff bursts. Bengals are 0 for the season, and they're moving on to Ryan Finley. Uh, on the day of the NFL trade deadline, I don't have a problem really with the move. I get you want to find out about your fourth-round pick. I don't get why you keep Andy Dalton around, even if he fetched only a fifth-round pick from somebody. Give him the chance to play somewhere. Do right by Andy Dalton and do right by your team. Instead, the Bengals just stood pat, and now they're benching him. 
I don't know if they had any. Well, you have to have two to tango, right? Now I'm, you do, but but you you also have to inherit the rest of Andy Dalton's contract, and you also have to if you want him to be your starter. It's a pretty affordable contract. It is. You can bounce him. Yeah, it's like seventeen million bucks or something, and you can let him go after this year. Yeah, I, I just half don't know. But that. yeah, if you're going, you bring a guy in half the year. Who's going to pick him up? I mean, who's going to use him? Team you saw this past weekend, the Bears. Uh, they're not ready to give up on Trubisky, so there's no need to bring in a guy. And then if you if you if you bring in Dalton, you start him in two weeks, and you bench Trubisky, then you lose not only Dalton, potentially you lose, Trubisky. You, you lose Trubisky. So that, you know the NFL a lot better than I do. There aren't other teams that are decent teams that are struggling at the quarterback position that might be ready to move on. I don't think anybody that's willing to. Make a, a change, you know. I'm ready to make a change. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I just I don't I don't think Andy Dalton is that answer that you need, and to expect anybody to come in this late into the season. We're going into week number nine to make a difference and turn your team around at that position. Uh, what about an insurance realistic. policy team like say the San Francisco 49ers? If uh, I think they love who they have. Garoppolo were to get hurt, they got a kid by the name of Nick Mullins that when Garoppolo was hurt. Played extremely well when he had his opportunity. They didn't win games, but he played pretty well as a rookie last year. How about the NEP? Andre, How about the New England Patriots? That seems like a place where that would fit, but I don't know what their salary cap situation is. Yeah. So, you know, who knows? I, I, I don't know. I think if there was something to be had and they did not make a deal, then I think that was a mistake. I am just not optimistic that there was a deal to be made out there for Andy Dalton. Uh, Tyler Boyd does not like it. He says nothing seems to be going right this season. It's not Andy's fault. There are plays he wishes he had back out there, and every guy in this locker room feels the same way. The quarterback is just the most pressured position. I praise Andy for doing what he's done here. He's got great numbers, a pro bowler. He's a number one quarterback in my eyes. Well, unfortunately, Tyler Boyd's not making those decisions, and if you feel bad for Andy Dalton, then you need to put together an offensive line that can actually protect him. You need to get a running game that can actually help him. Uh, you need not to drop passes, not Tyler in particular, mm -hmm. but everybody in the defense actually understand that when you play on Sundays, tackling is not optional. It's mandatory. So there you go. That's how you keep Andy Dalton and keep his job. We could be extremely excited about the Bengals uh, playing the Ravens, if they had picked Dwayne Haskins when he was on the board, instead they picked Jonah Williams, and they didn't have any idea Jonah Williams would get hurt. You see where uh, Adrian season. Peterson and Dwayne Haskins got into a little Twitter? I did not. What? Well, that's what mature men do on the same team. They get into it on Twitter. <laughs> what, I, uh, what's the genesis of that? That uh, Adrian Peterson basically said to Dwayne Haskins, it's time to get into uh, the playbook, young man. Ah, so he's not working hard in the form well, room and that's, stuff. Well, that's... To, I, to I, AD's, I, you know, uh, satisfaction. That's the insinuation, is it not? Yes, it certainly is. So, well, What are you hear in the NFL about Dwayne Haskins? Because, look, I mean, the Bengals are giving Ryan Finley a shot, and the Redskins, uh, well, they, had, they were going to start him this week if Keenum's concussion... Did not mm -hmm. he didn't respond to protocol, but I have not checked up to see if Haskins is going to get the start. Yeah, well, they won't know on Keenum's concussion, so it's that would happen Thursday. So it's, they should know more at the very minimum in the NFL concussion protocol rule. You don't start your testing basically for five days. You mm -hmm. cannot be cleared. The least amount of time it takes to be cleared is five days. So that would fall under today or yesterday, probably. So, look, Haskins um, doesn't lack. 
we don't think. I mean, I, you're the expert. You're the analyst on Fox. He, in my view, doesn't um, lack the tangibles to be an NFL quarterback. No. But if you don't have the work ethic, man. Mm. I'm not saying he does. I, I, I don't want to question his work ethic. I don't know enough. You don't of, have to. His teammates are. I've done Washington Redskins games, and so, but I have not asked what, because I'm focused on the guys mainly that are playing and a little bit on Dwayne. I don't know what's going on with Dwayne. Uh, Colt McCoy got a start over him. Case Keenum got a start over him. I'm not sure. I know that Jay Gruden publicly came out and said there wasn't uh, any uh, wanting on his part to draft Dwayne Haskins. He didn't think he was the right guy for the team at that time. But I think Dwayne's a guy that, you know, he needs another season. He needs every rep possible. And I think he's more than capable of doing it. I don't think he's a guy that if he's not getting every rep in practice with the ones, I think it's uh, unfair to think that he would succeed as a backup guy coming in to save the day. Might not be the worst thing for him to sit and watch for a year. That was what they used to do with every young the problem They didn't want to ruin him, but now they've had uh, a change in that thought process. Why, why do they have a change in that thought process? I don't know because they don't have as much invested because, in guys now as they used to. Uh, well, well, they've had your rookies have success. <laughs> guys yeah, that's in. the point. But look at Pat Mahomes. He sat for an entire year, and if you're going to get those kinds of results for sitting a guy for an entire year, Carson Palmer sat for an entire he, year. His results were a lot better than a lot of these guys yeah, that throw in there right away. But I think Patrick Mahomes actually started the last three games of that Chiefs uh, year, the year he came out. I'm um, not sure it was three, but you are right. He did start a couple at the end. Yeah. By the way, that's another guy. That uh, although, there you go, questioning me again. But, hey, that's, okay. that's all right. No, well, I'll look it up if you want. <laughs> no, you don't have to. I'll question the Bengals on drafting John Ross ahead of Pat Mahomes. Well, John Ross was off to actually a pretty good start, Bruce, until until he got hurt. Yeah, well, he's hurt but again. Then, China doll. Shocker. That China John, doll. Shocker that John Ross Figuring. is hurt. Soft serve. Yes. By the way, NFL trade deadline passed the Redskins. We were talking about them with Dwayne Haskins. They asked the Browns for a number one pick for Trent Williams or Denzel Ward for Trent Williams. Uh, the Browns said no to both, and so the Browns will soldier on, headed to wow. Denver, where Joe Flacco is hurt and out, and I never even heard of this backup quarterback, the Broncos. Brandon have. Allen. Uh, so the Browns will go with uh, their offensive line. I was going to say patchwork offensive line. <laughs> I'm not even sure I want to insult patchwork that way. Brownies win in Denver on Sunday. They better, man, if they lose to Brandon Allen, hi yay 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 Are you looking up Pat Mahomes starts over there on your phones to no. see if you're right? No. I'll look it up over here. I think it's two or three. I might be wrong. Well, it's it's crunch time for the Browns. Now remember the Browns are looking at okay, we got through the gauntlet of the schedule. We're two and five. It's not how we want. Now we can go on a run. The problem is you're sitting in Denver. Okay, we got through a tough first half of the season. Now we got the Browns coming in, so we certainly can beat them. Look, Browns have been more than capable. Like Nick Chubb has been phenomenal if he can hold on to the football. Yeah, Baker uh, Mayfield is really good as long as he doesn't throw interceptions. Uh, the defense is, I think, is, is for the most part been pretty solid all year. Uh, a couple games where they didn't play up to the the expectations that they needed. The problem with the Browns have. Go ahead. Do you have it in front of me? Uh, one game, one start. Twenty seventeen okay. for Pat Mahomes. I thought it was two. I think that's wrong. Pro football reference, incorrect. Yeah. I'll get on, I'll get on <laughs> yes. that this afternoon and tell him. Mr. Spielman says you You're are wrong. incorrect, sir. But and and you know, not to nobody's surprise this week, and you pointed it out to me that OBJ oh. 
is starting to want the football because his brand's yeah. being hurt because he's not the star. Did, would like to have had more targets, would like to, you know, uh, I, I want to eat and la, la, la. Now, look, it wasn't said, uh, if you read the words on the page, it sounds better, it sounds worse than the tone. The tone wasn't terrible. I mean, it, you can certainly frame it and say that, look, he just wants to win and he thinks he can help the team win. But this is exactly what we said the danger is with Odell Beckham, that he commands a lot of the room and whatever he says has greater weight than what some other wide receiver says. And it is indisputably questioning the play calling or questioning the coaching and that's not good when you're a two and five football team and most Browns fans are questioning the coaching he did not do Freddie Kitchens any favors at all by saying what he said no matter how kindly no matter how sacrificially no matter how team first isn't you that the paint. uh classic definition of passive aggressive yeah it is yeah yeah so I mean this is what we said would happen if he had a couple of games where he had two catches. And we said if the Browns win and he has two catches, they're losing and he doesn't have enough catches to suit his own ideal scenario. Sure. Well, here's here's the issue. So Baker Mayfield, even though it wasn't in your face or, you know, hey, I need to ball more. Yeah. You know, they brought me in here for a reason, all that stuff that we always hear. Even with Baker Mayfield, right, Baker's personality, at least history tells us, is that, He's going to come out and say, I'll throw it to who I want to throw it to, and I'll mm -hmm. throw it to who, uh, who's open. And OBJ would say, hey, we'll throw it to the guys that are wearing our colored jerseys, not to the other guys. Yeah, well, <laughs> it would be, be hard to counter that. Well, it is hard. That's, that's the comeback, right? Yeah. That's, that's, the, yeah. that's the counter to that. But this team will not turn it around unless they stop turning the ball over. I mean, you had three turnovers Back-to-back, -back, right? Or close to back. Three to turnovers on three plays inside the six-minute mark of the first quarter. Yeah, the, the, and you're playing the New England Patriots, so that game's lost yeah. right there. I mean, statistically, it's lost. Well, one There's, for a scoop and score. Certainly, those are hard to come back from. The, those are, you know, and for the, for the Browns to be able to get to where they need to be, uh, they cannot turn over the ball, and they still don't know how to win, Bruce. I, I don't care what anybody says. They still can't figure out how to win and Freddie Kitchens has got to get better because I don't, did he did he come out and make any more comment on on the fourth and 11 yeah, fourth and the, 16? See, to, no. it's unexcusable to me that when you start that series before you even go out yeah before you even go out six minutes to go in a game we're down 17 we're in four down territory. we're in four down territory that's the ball game right so um, when they go to third or fourth and 11 you got a fourth and 11 play or, or third and long or fourth and long play that's automatically called. I mean, you're, you're, you're thinking like that that much ahead. That's why when you see those play charts of the coaches and they're all different color schemes and stuff, those are all down and distance and game situations mm -hmm. and what play we prepared to call during this situation of the game and how many yards we need. There's third and short. There's fourth and short. There's third and five. There's third and ten. There's third and 10-plus plays that they have. Yeah. And so I don't understand for the life of me how that happened. I really don't from, from, a, from a coach's perspective. I mean, because I go through all these scenarios in my mind before a game. Like starting tonight, actually, I'm ready to do the Lions and, and the uh, Raiders. And mm -hmm. I have my game plan preparation. And so... 
I play over every scenario that possibly could affect my job. For Freddie Kitchens, which I'm sure he's done this, and I just don't know why he didn't do it before the game. You play over every scenario that goes through the job. Don't your coaches in the booth say, yes. Coach, what are we going to do here on you know, second down? I, it's I, first I down. think so. Coach, what are we going to do? Are we going for it here? Should I plan for Or he well, ought to know your third down play is affected so, so, by what your plan is for fourth down. When, when, usually when you're when you're in two down territory or when you're third and 11, say third and 11, which they were in, correct? Third and 11. So you run a short pass, hope a guy breaks the tackle and gets the first down. If not, because usually third and 11 teams are playing in zone, they're going to give you're up. You're saying the, in a situation where you know you're going for it on fourth yes, down. Yes. You're trying you. to get some of the, a lot of the 11 back. third and 11. You want to be in third and four less. Yeah, you don't want to be in fourth and 11. Right. You want to be in fourth so, and three or four. Statistically, third and 11, you're batting, teams usually bat around 20%. Yeah. Okay. Third and three or third and four plus, you're batting close to 50%. So you start playing statistics a little bit to give yourself the best chance to win. Particularly so at that point in the game where the Patriots, they're 17 points up. They're probably going to give you. They're giving it to you. Yeah. Yes. So they I, want the clock to run. Has he addressed what what was his mindset was on that? He Did wanted he, to save the timeout. No, That's but, what he said. He I, had a timeout I, left. I thought he addressed it by saying, yes, we knew we were in fourth down territory before. Now, I could be wrong. This is I don't how know. I interpret it. Okay. But, I don't know. But somehow the punt team ran out there. So the punt that, team ran out there. But then at least take the timeout. No, he wanted to save the timeout. But you're not going to. For the big, massive you're, you're comeback they were going to get on the road at New England. A fourth and 16. So he took the intentional five-yard penalty. Unless you throw it downfield and hopefully you'll get a pass yeah. interference. That's, that's, that's your play? Which they got sacked on, by the way. That's your play? That's your play. Wow. And the other question, Mark, and we talk about questionable coaching decisions uh matt nagy like eggy but yeah. nagy not nagy 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 uh was under criticism because they get it to a point where they have a 41 yard field goal mm -hmm. they have um it's first down they have like 50 seconds left on the clock a couple timeouts left and they take a knee and, because and, the bears field goal kicker no, is rock solid no, he throughout was, history he was yeah i mean he was 20 he just missed one earlier that game, but he was, I don't know, 21 to 23 on a year. Mm -hmm. Had a game winner in Denver. Mm -hmm. But but the, here's the situation. And he said, I would take the knee a thousand times again, yes. and, and I'm not going to throw it. I understand not throwing the ball. I, I, I absolutely understand not throwing the ball because you can get sacked. You can fumble the ball. You can get an interception. Whatever can happen if you're, if you're not throwing the ball. But what they did was they just took a knee when David Montgomery, who's run for 125 yards in your offensive line, at least let him get it two or three. Maybe you get three yards closer, yep. and you don't miss the kick by uh, a, a tiny margin yep. to the left. Yep. And I, I don't know. And his answer was, "Well, we could have fumbled." Well, yeah, sure you could have, but you gotta you gotta let your team go win the game as opposed to you coaching them not to lose it. Does that make sense? Makes it sense to me, not to him. Man, that was frustrating. Uh, we have an email, and we love your emails, SpielmanHooleyPodcast at gmail.com, from Doug. He says, guys, I love the podcast, and thanks for the tip on Stover Farms Custom Meats. It's located less than two miles from my house, and I wouldn't have known about it if not for you. I grabbed a bunch of ribeye steaks, and wow, are they phenomenal. 
Got the Spielman and Hooley discount, too. That's right, a 15% discount at Stover Farms Custom Meats, 4000 Presidential Parkway. Trevor Stover, the father of Buckeye linebacker Cade Stover. He uh, processes a side of aged Angus beef every week, brings it down to their retail store at 4000 Presidential Parkway. They're open Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, uh, 10 a.m., 9 to 4.30 on Saturday. Non-GMO, grain-fed, no hormones. They've got the same kind of poultry and uh, pork as well. Know where your meat comes from and what's in it. Stover Farms Custom Meats. Stover Farms Custom Meats. Tell them you listen to the Spielman and Hooley podcast, and they'll give you 15% off. I heard um, Trevor, heard through the grapevine that Trevor uh, has another special going on. And that is? If you have a high school kid or younger, and you feed them Stover Farm Custom Meats, Three times a week, he guarantees you a Division One scholarship. If not, he will pay for your kid's college. Did you, did I'll you? have to check with Trev on that. <laughs> hold off on, hold off on that. But I will uh, check on that. Uh, another email from Jim in Morrisville, North Carolina. What, my wife always says, "You know what's really annoying about you?" I say, "What?" Because we were listening to the podcast in yeah. the car, which you know I can't stand the sound of my own voice. He said, "But." Besides that, besides your voice, I go, well, what's, what's, what's annoying about me? She said, every time you make a joke, you laugh at your own joke louder than anybody I've ever known in my life. Did you ever notice that I laugh at my own jokes or quite, yes. It's occurred to me a time or two. <laughs> Here's Jim in uh, Morrisville, North Carolina. He says, so glad to find you guys on a podcast together. I used to listen to you all the way back when you were both on 97.1. Really enjoy the faith moment as well. It really sets your podcast apart and is the most important part of my life. Great to hear, Jim. We appreciate that very, very much. Uh, we mentioned at the start of the podcast the Buckeyes Heisman Trophy triumvirate, J.K. Dobbins, Chase Young, and Justin Fields. Uh, Ohio State will I not love be that word, triumvirate. triumvirate. They nice will not triumvirate. be putting out any kind of a bobblehead or a poster with – Chase Young and Predator on it or anything like that. Uh, Ryan Day was saying, you know, task at hand and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And if you think that his players aren't on the same page as him, just listen to how Justin Fields answers this question about Chase Young. And is I think he gave, gave a very thoughtful answer about uh, the team-first mentality of the Buckeyes with these three Heisman Trophy candidates. Would I vote for Chase? I mean, uh, it's not. It's, it's it's clear to everyone that Chase is the, the most dominant football player in, in college football. So I mean, uh, as I said, I, I think um, people on the team uh, on the defense help his success. Um, and I think if, if you ask him that question, he would say that too. I think uh, the the other D, D linemen open up him to uh, get get sacks too. So I, exactly. So I mean, I just I just think it's it's more of a team thing than a than an individual thing. And. As I said before, I, I think there's nobody on this team that's focused on individual Heisman and, and all these awards. We're focused on uh, winning championships. Just Here's why you don't need to do a Joey Harrington mm -hmm. billboard in Times Square or bobbleheads. Like last couple years ago, we, or last two years ago, we got an Ed Oliver bobblehead when we were working in radio. Ed Oliver, Houston defensive yeah. lineman, and sitting which on a I, horse. Which I understand. Which it's, is cool. Which, yeah. which is Houston, right? I still have it. Yeah. Ohio State doesn't need to promote anybody because all you have to do is go on Instagram or Twitter or any social media outlet or just be aware of Saturday afternoon in Ohio State's mm -hmm. the either top game on ESPN or it's a top game on Fox. And so Best Saturday case in point. It would be a waste of money to promote any of these guys. 
for Heisman Trophy. Heaven knows they're running shy of cash over there in the Ohio State football program. Well, they might be coming up here in a little bit. <laughs> they give Ryan a new contract, yeah. Yeah. take it from the seventh highest paid coach in the Big Ten, much uh, higher. Well, I mean, he, he's but in fairness, so he had to prove it a little bit, he did. right? Yep. So, and, and probably also to keep the buyouts got to be so to keep the NFL guys away from him because mm-hmm. I, I think the NFL will come after him. But my main point is you don't need any gimmicks because Ohio State has their built-in Heisman campaign through their social media platforms, through the exposure they get every single week on national TV because they are the game of the week either on Fox or ESPN. And on, the only game they're not is when the Big Ten Network gets the Ohio State game. They'll probably get, what, Ohio State and Rutgers? Rutgers, or, yeah, yeah, they'll get that Congratulations. one. Congratulations. Uh, here's an email from Kenneth, Steubenville, Ohio. Uh, great show. He says, I'd like to ask you about uh, Chris's evaluation of the Bosa brothers and Chase Young. Mm -hmm. The Bosa brothers are NFL guys now, and Chase is still playing college ball. I believe the comparison has to be on their college days collectively. From the college perspective, Chris, you have to admit that Chase has been more of a dominant player. Uh, He trails only Mike Vrabel among sack totals halfway through this season. Bruce, I'm surprised you didn't call Mr. Spielman out on his evaluation. as you matter with you. As you usually do. Well, I... I don't think Chris made any kind of statement that Chase Young would be inferior to the Bosa brothers. It was more an expression of his admiration for the Bosa brothers as guys who dominate an NFL game the way Chase dominates a college game and that dominating an NFL game is even more rare than dominating the way Chase did Saturday. That was my takeaway from your Well, that was my intention, but I'll address his question. Again, I think Chase is phenomenal in how he plays. And I will venture to say, not only in my evaluation, but the majority of talent, professional talent evaluators would grade, I'm not, would grade, this is how I'm doing it, would grade the Bosa boys a notch above Chase. Once we get to April and we have a final draft grade on Chase Young, we'll be able to compare because they save those things yeah. from year to year, what their and draft grades were. Does does that mean that Chase, he's having a phenomenal career? One, I mean, two back-to-back seasons that no defensive lineman has put together. Mm-hmm. I saw something really scary that if Nick was still in school, Nick would be on the other. Nick would be on the other end. <laughs> It's like when Ohio State could have had Jared Sullinger and Greg Oden and Evan Turner on the same team. Yeah, unfortunately, that never happened. No, it doesn't. Um, okay. Uh, we thank West Jefferson Plumbing and Heating for sponsoring the faith portion of the podcast. It is our favorite portion. And you know what? Uh, it sounds like it's you guys' favorite portion, too, as you review the show at iTunes. And you can go to pleasereviewmypodcast.com and find a tutorial on how to do that. West Jefferson Plumbing and Heating, servicing all of Central Ohio with outstanding Lennox high-efficiency products. And West Jeff Plumbing and Heating will come to you in Springfield or way over by Gahanna, you name it. They can uh, find you, and they'll show up on time every time. On the web, westjeffplumbingandheating.com. Telephone, 614-879-9606. You get up to hundreds off a new Lennox high-efficiency furnace. When you mention the Spielman and Hooley podcast, tell them you listen to the podcast if you don't need a furnace, and I'm sure they'll give you a discount on something else. Now is a great time for a fall furnace check before the weather gets icy cold and you need that furnace to work. When you need it to work, West Jeff Plumbing and Heating will get it to work or get you a Lennox high-efficiency furnace. That does work, and you, Mr. Spielman, come armed with something in the faith realm I, today. I do. Um, I ran across this yesterday, and I, I get certain social media feeds and things that I look at and 
from a sports perspective, from a political perspective, and come from a faith perspective. And this faith perspective came across the Twitter yesterday, and I read this, and it popped me right in my face. And I thought, how many times have I been guilty of this? And it's from a gentleman by the name of Pastor West. I have no idea who Pastor West is, but he passed on wisdom to me yesterday. So thank you, Pastor West. And it's this. And how many times have you been guilty of this? Uh, Bruce and listeners, please don't ever go back to anything you had to pray your way out of. So don't go back to what do you mean? Oh, you mean behavior or things yeah. like that? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, oh my! <laughs> I'm in a cycle. But, I mean, I think I'm. A, I'll speak for me. I'm in a cycle of that. And 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 my the thing that comes to my mind is spiritual laziness, getting away from spending time with God every day, so losing pray, losing my fire to be invested to take the time. And I and God is an amazing God in that He meets you more than halfway when you invest the time. When I invest the time to get to know Him, I always get fellowship with him and I feel like he's communicating with me and then life intrudes and I get away from it and yeah. I'm like how did I get far away well I didn't he didn't move I moved I'll tell you uh, one thing that popped I, what I immediately did was send that off to the kids mm-hmm. uh, boyfriends everybody that are really young because I know and they don't tell me everything they tell me a lot but I know there's many things that they've prayed themselves out of, right? And God has delivered. But I also know that they probably have the same struggles because they're human beings. Now, uh, my confession is that when I get around football, my language gets awful, awful. And I'm embarrassed by it. And I can't stop myself. And I pray myself, and I do stop for a week or two. I even imposed a fine system on myself with a guy that I work with that when you hear a word that shouldn't be said or it's inappropriate, it's a $5 fine that I have to pay. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm up to like $200 right now in 8 weeks. And you know, the culture affects us in a big way. It, well, yeah. from from that's my weakness. Like I get around yeah. football. It's one of mine too, no doubt. I I get around football and the language that I use when I'm watching film or describing guys or, you know, I go I revert immediately back to a player in the locker room. Yeah, and it bothers me because that's not who I am, and it bothers me, and it and it hinders me from being a witness to people that I work with because I might drop an f bomb out of the blue when I'm telling myself as I'm saying the word don't say it and it it keeps coming out right yeah that's my confession that's a weakness that I have and I hate that about myself and so that really struck me in 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 the in the forehead so to speak now I was thinking about this for others okay so yours is spiritual laziness well mine is yours as well okay I and many, I have many on a golf course when your wife's beating your rear end no that doesn't bother me you're just used to her being I'm your used to it. Okay. Yeah. And I've learned long ago to scale my expectations down on golf. And the expectation is I'm not working, I'm golfing, I'm having fun. That's the Boy, win. You, That's you the lowered win. your standards, Score sir. Score doesn't have to be under 80. You lowered your standards. You used to be a competitor. I like to think I got him in a more healthy perspective. You used to be a competitor. I used to be a competitor, yes, I did, back in the day. So, but I was thinking about this, okay, and, you know, uh, that might not seem like a big deal to f- listeners out there, right? Well, Spielman uses awful language 
when he's around football and his crew and that, you know, the, the whole macho BS guy thing, right? Bruce is spiritual lazy, laziness and, and language. And I, I'm sure I have others, but I just wanted to, you know, I'm not going to sit here and make a point about uh, a spiritual element in somebody's life without confessing to the listeners and being real and open with you. But I also know that there is many people. There are, excuse me, there are many people out there that struggle with bigger things in language. Pornography could be a problem that one of our listeners may have, and he or she may hate themselves, but they go back to it because it has this hold on them. Uh, alcoholism, drugs, cheating um, on your spouse. Yeah, cheat. What, whatever. I'm just telling you that. Um you still can still pray yourself out of it. You don't Well, have- I want to I want to explore that. I don't want people to think that it it's done by you. It's praying and God helps you and delivers well, you. The praying yeah. is done by you. The praying is a submissive God help me with this. Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, I thought that was understood. I'm yeah. sorry. I didn't I just want to make sure because we have people of all different faith levels. That's true. But praying yourself out of it, it's not something y- the power is not in well, you, it's through accessing so God's we're, power. We're praying, prayer. we're praying, yeah, accessing God's power through prayer that even though you keep going back on it, don't be discouraged. Stay in the fight. And that's my encouragement today. Um, and, and, and try like heck not to go back to it. Keep trying and keep praying and keep fighting. Get an accountability partner too. Chris is a definitely an accountability partner for me. Uh, get somebody who you trust, who loves you. And who will tell you the tough stuff? Yeah. Don't get somebody who says, "I just want you to be happy." People who want you to be happy, you know why they want you to be happy? Because they don't want to deal with getting in the battle and getting muddy and dirty with yeah. you. They want you to be happy so that you don't bother them with well, your stuff. Even I mean, it sounds like a joke. Like the people I work with think it's a joke that I implemented a fine system on myself, but you know, I do. I pay up at the end of the week and. You know, it's a good week. Do you pay I, them? Where's the money go? Uh, I'll, we'll put it into a pot and we'll donate it to, we'll, we do like a little uh, fun uh, pick and pull uh, with our team. Then we donate the money, whoever wins, to a charity. So I'll just add it toward that, to that pot. But yeah, you know, like I, I think I hit 20 bucks last week, which was pretty good. You know, I had four words that I were pretty negative. And I'm starting, but what it's allowing me to do, there's not an immediate transformation. For me, it's not. But what I'm starting to do is be more aware of it. And as I'm saying a word, I'm starting to stop myself now as opposed to, you know, in that brain, when your brain says, stop saying, stop talking, don't say that. And you say it. Yeah. Now I'm starting to actually not say it. So uh, it's just something I thought was pretty cool and, and relatable uh, to our listeners. I hope it is anyway. I uh, hope it is as well. And uh, we will be back on Friday with another edition of the uh, Spielman and Hooley podcast. We uh, appreciate you guys listening. You can email the show, Podcast at gmail.com. And uh, also, we have uh, exiting music as requested via email from one of our listeners. So we do try to respond to your feedback, and we'd love to have it, whether it's on show topics, whether it's on faith topics. Make sure you patronize our sponsors, Stover Farms Custom Meats, flashesofun.com, West Jefferson Plumbing and Heating. That'll do it for us. We'll talk to you again on Friday. 